This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Here we are. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) And I am just getting back from Hawaii. Wonderful retreat with David Hoffmeister. What a blessing that was. And uh, I think we might try and make it an annual thing. Wonderful things can happen. So let us begin, as we always do, with a blessing. I invite you to place your hand on your heart, as I am doing, and let us be grateful. Let us be so very, very grateful. We're grateful that God is. We're grateful that we are made in the spiritual image and likeness of our Creator, and that All of heaven is for us. Nothing is against us. We are grateful and thankful right now to call forth extraordinary healing. We lift ourselves with gratitude and we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and we remember our true identity is love. It is peace. It is harmony. We're grateful and thankful to Allow ourselves to call forth this healing and accept it and receive it truly and fully. We're opening our hearts to the unprecedented love. We're willing to be the love of our lives this Valentine's Day. We are willing to know that we know that we already are one with the one. In grace and in gratitude, we joyfully allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Ah, so good. Yes. <laughs> so for Valentine's Day, I thought I would go to one of my favorite sections in the course, and it's actually in the Manual for Teachers And it's in chapter four called a development of, I always say a development of trust. It's a period development of trust. Development of trust is so key for us. So I'm going to lay a little foundation here. And really we're opening our minds to be the love of our lives instead of looking outside of ourselves, remembering that what A Course in Miracles teaches us is that 
the world that we're experiencing is a projection of our minds. And so it's actually a, an illusion. It's a holographic experience that is a projection of our minds. And it takes great willingness for us to be able to comprehend that and work with it. And through our willingness, we really can comprehend it and work with it and thereby end our suffering because the suffering that we experience and every single problem that we might think that we have is actually a projection of fear based upon the belief that we are separate from the oneness, separate from love, separate from God, separate from the divinity of all life. But we're not separate. That's the illusion. So in this experience of having a human life we're given the opportunity to work with the mind to clarify and purify purify the mind so that all that we value is the opportunity to give and receive love or as i say all the time to be in the flow of love so this this is our inheritance the love is our inheritance And in this world of effects, in this world where we are experiencing the byproduct of our thinking, the projections, it's very easy for us to slip into the thinking that our thoughts are not creating our experience. They're not making our experience. They are, in fact, uh, things are happening to us. And so we think that, oh, I can't find my soulmate, or I have my soulmate, but my relationship is unhappy, it's unfulfilled. Whatever it is that we might like to manifest or have, and we can get caught up in being so focused on not having, right? There was that scene in the movie... Uh, from The Secret, which you may have seen, and it talked about the bills piling up in the mailbox. And so uh, Abraham was talking about how you have the thought, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills, I can't pay my bills, there are so many bills. What is that thought going to produce? It can only produce according to its nature. So you plant a seed in the divine mind as we talk about in new thought and unity and science of mind we talk about thoughts or seeds planted in the divine mind and so they grow according to their nature if you plant a tomato seed you get a tomato plant if you plant a lemon seed you get a lemon tree if you plant uh, a basil seed you can make some pesto <laughs> so I love pesto so If you're planting the seed, I don't have, I can't get, I'm not worthy, I don't know how to find, you know that your work is to change your thinking. Now, many people work on the surface of the thinking, correcting their thinking, correcting their thinking. But the thinking actually emerges from your beliefs. So in chapter 2, in the fear and conflict section in the text talks about all thought produces form at some level. also talks about that it's hard to believe, it's difficult to believe. 
It's not easy to understand that your thinking combined with mountains, your power, and I always say mountain of your (laughs) doo-doo, your crap. Um, And that has been my experience, and that's why I testify to the power of changing your beliefs. So it's not just working with your thoughts. It's really going to the belief system and changing your beliefs. And this can absolutely be done. I have had so much experience with this, and I've just spent the last 11 days with David Hoffmeister. So he and I were testifying all the time, and we literally saw in the course of the retreat people changing their beliefs opening their minds, letting go of the false belief. So we can do this. And this is how you demonstrate your love for yourself. Remember, all love really is love of God. Love of self is love of God because you're one with the one. All forgiveness is self-forgiveness. All forgiveness is non-judgment, practicing non-judgment is key so it takes great willingness in A Course in Miracles it says your little willingness is all that's required and then later it says it takes abundant willingness so it takes willingness and to me either you're willing or you're not willing sometimes we feel a little bit willing and more resistant but we're still willing and that is all that is needed for the door to be opened. The more willing, however, that we can be, the more we cultivate that willingness, the more healing we will experience, the more we will begin to remember the truth that sets us free. So development of trust is key to our willingness. If we feel that we do not place our faith and trust in God, instead we're placing our faith and trust in our own opinions and our own judgments, which are false, fear-based, separation thinking, then we're not placing our trust in God. Trust is key. So what are we willing to do? Be trusting, be loving, which is our true nature. The truth will set us free. We will not understand the truth. We will not know the truth unless we are willing to place our trust in God. So one of the things I was talking about on the retreat is there's this thought, what comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? And then there's what comes first, my experience of all heaven breaking out in my life or trust. So do I have to trust before I know that God is trustworthy? Is God going to demonstrate something to me and then I will trust? So prove it to me, God, and then I'll put my trust and faith in you. That's how... The human ego thought system approaches things. Show me, and then I'll believe. Show it to me with my eyes. Let me touch it with my hands. 
Let me experience it and feel it, and then I will place my trust in it. However, that is not how God works. That is not how spirit works. In spirit, we place our trust first. We work in the invisible first. We work with our thoughts first, and then we see it, we experience it, the projection reveals itself. So this world of illusion is a projection of our minds. How would it ever be possible to see it before we believe it? Not going to happen ever, ever, ever. You must believe it first. And so what I'm inviting you to do this Valentine's Day is give yourself the gift of willingness. Give yourself the gift of willingness to know the truth, to see the truth, to be the truth. Give yourself that gift, that incredible gift of willingness. Oh, let's take a breath on that one. And let's just turn within here for a moment. Mm. Giving ourselves the gift of willingness. So, resistance is something that we all experience in our human walk of awakening. Resistance is something that we experience. Reluctance, another way to experience resistance. Resistance is actually an improvement over denial, refusal, and darkness. So, I know for myself, there was a time when I refused to do what I knew was loving. There was a time when I refused to be patient, to be kind, to be generous, to be compassionate. And I refused to be willing. So then, as I became a little bit more willing and a little bit more willing, I began to experience resistance. Instead of refusal, I was experiencing resistance. So if you're in the mode of experiencing resistance, congratulations. You're doing some work. Things are happening. <laughs> you're not just in, reluct- in total refusal, rather. So resistance and reluctance are evidence that you're actually having a spiritual awakening. Celebrate that. Cultivate your willingness. And begin to really treasure the moments when you notice you're feeling resistant and reluctant because that is a sign of awakening awareness awareness is the cure so when you are feeling that resistance and reluctance you can actually give thanks that you're you're recognizing that you have moved out of refusal and denial And that's a beautiful thing. I I train myself to be grateful for every crumb, every morsel. Now to the development of trust. One of the key things here that is about this section is it talks about trust being the number one characteristic of a teacher of God. What is a teacher of God? A teacher of God is someone who has come to recognize that there is a value in unity. There is a value in oneness. 
And so in that awakening awareness of the value of oneness, trust is the number one characteristic for us to value and develop. So what does trust in God mean? Well, when we treasure our judgments and our opinions, then we are placing our trust, placing our faith in our beliefs and our perceptions and the meaning that we have made of things. So just think of some of the major judgments and opinions that you have. They might be, I'm not good enough. Something's wrong with me. I'm unworthy. I'm never going to get ahead. They don't like me. I should be more advanced than I am. I should have more money than I do. I should uh, lose some weight. I should quit smoking. Uh, I should buy a house. I should stop getting into so much debt. All the millions of opinions that we have. If you're believing those, you'll notice that you are in a constant cycle of irritation, frustration, guilt, doubt, blame, shame, regret, resentment, jealousy, and thoughts of revenge. So if you're noticing that you're cycling through some of those thoughts each day, then that is an indicator that you treasure and value your opinions and judgments. So the the opinions and judgments are the things that create that deep sense of suffering that we cycle in and out of, in and out of. And it is, it, it's because you're placing your trust and your faith in the meaning that you are making of your experiences. Now remember, now this is key, and it's, it's not that easy to comprehend. Your thoughts are producing the form of your experience, your experience, your emotions, everything that you're witnessing in this world of illusion is produced by thinking. And the collective agreements, the your, your so-called individual thoughts, everything that you're experiencing is a projection of your thinking. And so when you are thinking thoughts that aren't true, then you are investing your faith and your trust in your own opinion and your own judgment. And so it's really all about you. It's really about you and your willingness to change your mind and place your trust and faith in God. Place your trust and faith in what seems to be invisible. Love seems to be invisible, although we have experiences and demonstrations of it. Wisdom seems to be invisible. Healing seems to be invisible. So this is what we're looking at this week for Valentine's Day. We're giving ourselves the gift of our willingness to know the truth that sets us free. I'm Jennifer Hadley. And you're listening to A Course of Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love. We're walking the talk right here. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace 
through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. All right, so we're back. And one of the things I'd like to mention to you right away is I am teaching a workshop this Saturday. It's online. It's on the phone, and it's called Manifesting from the Heart. Manifesting from the Heart. There's been so many teachings about manifesting, and I find that many of them are not even remotely helpful. (laughs) They're actually extremely confusing. And so I'm teaching this workshop about manifestation based on what I've learned through my study of A Course in Miracles. And then I also always speak to the New Thought audience because I'm in a science science of mind trained minister studying uh, at the Ernest Holmes Institute and also uh, at Agape, which is where I've been a practitioner for 13 years and a minister for many years. So manifest from the heart. What I notice is that many people are interested in the art of manifestation and being able to manifest the life that they deeply desire. And I I find that actually many of the teachings about manifestation will, if you work with them, will also manifest a life of suffering. And if you pay attention to many of the teachers who have taught manifestation very successfully made a huge amount of money doing it they are having some challenging experiences in their life very challenging experiences in their life so I am a purist and uh, I'm an absolutist I'm a Joel Goldsmith fan Ernest Holmes I love the great deep mystical teachings and I think the purity of the teaching is the most helpful thing and that it is not about learning to manifest stuff or things or even relationships, but to manifest the kingdom of God and the experience of all else being added unto you. So I'm going to give some very clear teachings with homework and worksheets in this workshop that I'm offering on Saturday morning. It's online, on the phone. If you can't be there live and in person, you'll get the download, the replay, the transcript, the worksheets, and all the different pieces of it to work with on your own. So uh, part of why I'm talking about development of trust this week is because people in my Masterful Living class are eager to understand this because they understand that trust in God is the number one characteristic of a teacher of God and your success as a spiritual finder of truth depends upon your willingness and your ability to trust. And this is also true for those who would like to manifest their very best life. Because you can do this. It is, uh, David Hoffmeister and I have been talking in our retreat for the last 12 days over and over again about being the happy learner, having a happy dream, being the happy learner, and reaching the atonement. We are going for it. So 
what is the atonement in A Course of Miracles? It says the atonement is the full realization that the separation never occurred. In other words, you are one with the one. That is what the atonement is, is the realization that you are one with the one. If you're not placing your faith and trust in God, it's because you don't realize that you're one with the one. So going back to a development of trust in the teacher's manual, manual for teachers in the back of the book, and chapter 4, it, it talks about this sequence of learning that we all must go through. And the key to it is this. If you value the things of this world, which are demonstrations of your thinking, so rather than valuing having purity of thought, pristine awareness and awakening, you're valuing what you can make with your thinking, then your trust is in yourself. If you love and cherish your opinions, you value that, then you're not valuing the truth which sets you free. So you wonder why you're suffering. It's because you don't value the truth. You value the meaning that you value the meaning that you make of things. So talks about this experience, this sequence of periods that each of us must go through in our development of trust. Now we could go through them all in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Because time is an illusion. Time is nothing. Nothing takes time. Ernest Holmes, the founder of Science of Mind, said the only time that it takes to have a healing is the time that it takes to have a realization of the truth. And that does not take time. It takes willingness. That's why I'm saying for Valentine's Day this year, give yourself the gift of willingness. Be willing to be the love of your life, to be loving, placing your trust and faith in God. So if you're praying to know the truth that sets you free, if you're praying to be loving, to be compassionate, to be harmonious, all of these things, but then throughout the course of your day, you contradict it by saying, oh, I don't like that one. That one's no good. Uh, that one's an idiot, that one's wrong, that one's bad, I'm wrong, I'm bad, something's wrong with me. Versus something is wrong with my thinking, and I am interested in correcting the error where it is. It's in my thinking. So rather than trying to connect, correct the error in the world of effects, we go to the thoughts, the beliefs that, that are producing the form which is the effect which is the error so the error is in our mind it's in our thinking it's in refusing to place our trust and faith in love because love is the healer there is no other healer now we're we're learning we're learning and we can according to our willingness we can have a complete mind opening, a complete mind shift. We can have a very gradual mind shift. So we're cultivating our willingness, releasing the resistance and the reluctance 
so that the Holy Spirit, the higher self, the holy self, can do the heavy lifting. When we're noticing how we feel, oh, right now I feel so irritated, I feel so frustrated, we notice that, oh, I want to work my will, I want to try and make things be the way I think they should be, oh, I really, really do. I'm feeling I need to control and manipulate my loved ones for their highest good because I know what's for their highest good. I do, I do, I do. They shouldn't be doing that. They should be doing this. When there's that kind of turmoil, then it's really clear that we are completely identified and attached to our opinions and judgments. So that's why we don't feel a sense of freedom we placed our trust and faith in the meaning that we have made of things. But we don't know. And that's why I say one of the most helpful things is all those lessons at the beginning of A Course in Miracles that teach us that we don't know what anything is for. So we can say, well, wait a minute. You know, my, my spouse is a drunk and they should not be drinking. They should get sober. We don't actually know. We don't know what they're teaching. We don't know what's going on. We don't know how their learning is progressive. We don't really know. We think we know, but we don't know. If we're willing to know the truth that sets us free, then we can begin to have that clarity. And what is amazing, and I've seen it happen over and over and over again, in fact, Uh, We're just getting started in Masterful Living, my year-long class, and you can read about that at my website, jenniferhadley.com, which, by the way, you also ought to be able to register now uh, for this workshop on Saturday, Manifesting from the Heart, Manifest from the Heart, Learning to Manifest all the life that you most deeply desire the life of freedom and spiritual truth and awakening and abundance and prosperity and wholeness not trying to get something but literally moving into your heart in order to be free that's what i i i really teach that one thing living in the flow of love and coming at it from many many different angles to assist you and myself in remembering the truth. So in uh, Masterful Living, people are starting to do the practices and use the tools that I give them, and many people are having amazing, miraculous experiences. And what they're recognizing is that, for instance, if they're feeling that um, someone in their life can't forgive them, they're beginning to recognize, oh, they haven't forgiven themselves either. And I had an experience like this many years ago with my brother where I I thought my brother was holding something against me and he couldn't forgive it. That was the appearance. That was the appearance in the world. But then when I began to look deeply and I began to pray on it, it came into my awareness through my intuition Oh my goodness, I am the one who cannot forgive myself. I am the one who's holding resentments from my childhood 
against myself and the choices that I made when I was mean to my brother. As soon as I forgave myself, my brother forgave me. I mean, literally, on the same day. And I didn't have a conversation with him. I was over 3,000 miles away from him. Two weeks later, he notified me that he wanted to come visit me for the first time in my adult life, his adult life. After many years, he finally said, I'd like to come visit you. And I was shocked by that. I was totally shocked by that. And then I remembered, oh, I just did that self-forgiveness work two weeks ago. And so I said to him, hey, you know, this is amazing. I, I... uh, I did this self-forgiveness two weeks ago. I had the realization that, that I wasn't able to experience your love for me because I hadn't forgiven myself. I thought it was you who hadn't forgiven me. And he said, wow, that's amazing because it was two weeks ago that I decided to come visit you, but I waited to tell you. So at the very same time, I had my self-forgiveness experience he shifted his mind and made the decision to come and visit me. We were over 3,000 miles apart. We did not speak about it for weeks. But it was clear that the healing was instantaneous. As soon as the healing was in my mind, it was in his mind. That, my friend, is how you manifest a great life of love. Not by working in form. I call working in form pushing density working in the lowest slowest way possible if you're trying to move the decks the chairs around on the titanic then you don't realize that you can in your mind actually back that boat up and steer around the iceberg you can literally go back in time and space and move everything around there's so much expansive healing miraculous healing that is available to us it's infinite it's unlimited it is unprecedented and it always will be what do we have to do to move into that level of work and healing and joy and freedom and peace and harmony put our trust and faith in God that comes first It comes before the demonstration. All the great mystics talk about shift your belief. Don't work in form. Shift your belief. Work in the invisible. So it seems, oh, it's so hard to change my thinking. It's actually not. If you're willing, if you're willing, it's very quick and very easy because you have the profound support from the invisible. You have the Holy Spirit to help you. Jesus to help you, all these beautiful beings, the angels to help you, but they cannot help you if you are unwilling. You don't think that you, that there's a, a whole troop of beings of love and light in the invisible standing around you in every single moment, trying to assist you, speak to you, help you hear, but you're refusing to listen. So that's why the willingness moves us out of the refusal, the denial, into resistance and reluctance until there's total willingness. 
and you're there. And you will feel carried according to your willingness. So if you have a small amount of willingness, it might feel like you have to walk in the semi-dark. But if you have a true, abundant willingness, you will feel like you are carried. More and more, I just feel like I'm being carried and I'm being held. Everything is being just walked. I'm walked right to it. So we must open our mind to the light of our being, the I am presence, our higher Holy Spirit self. However you'd like to describe it, it doesn't really matter. But it's all there for us. So the script has already been written, and we can move through it incredibly quickly, with incredible ease and grace. This is what we can do, and I'm inviting you to join me. I'm inviting you to say yes to it. I'm inviting you to trust. Oh, while we're on the break, we're going to go to a break now. While we're there, I'm inviting you to go to jenniferhadley.com. Look around there. You can still join us in Masterful Living, the year-long course. won't take you long to get caught up. And we've got the Manifest from the Heart workshop this weekend. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. wellness expert dr michelle robin on healthy living in the game of wellness there's some basic habits that you need to embrace in order to live a well life in her book wellness on a shoestring robin shows you that complete wellness of body mind and spirit doesn't have to cost a fortune client eddie penrice turned his health around with dr robin's seven habits for a healthy life i've got to say my body just embraced the change Besides feeling better, looking better, thinking more clearly. Many of Robin's seven habits for a healthy life are simple and free. She offers tips and shares real stories from clients like Eddie, who've incorporated the habits into their lives and seen the results. You can make this change by being convicted that you will do it. That you don't need anyone else's assistance or help to do it. Make this the year you get healthy. Discover a low-cost, attainable path to feeling better than ever. Order wellness on a shoestring today at www.shopunity.org. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you curious about meditation? If so, listen to what Unity Minister Tom Thorpe has to say. Unity's meditation practice and technique has often been called practicing the silence. It is a sitting meditation where one relaxes the mind to a point of complete stillness. That mental state of having no conscious awareness of time, space, thought, or sensation 
the silence arises with no conscious effort on our part. In fact, conscious effort can never bring us to the silence. The silence simply happens. The goal of practicing this type of meditation is to enter the silence and center ourselves in the awareness of oneness. Practicing this type of meditation is an important step toward living a life based on divine ideas, laws, and principles. Tom Thorpe is the host of Discovering Eric Butterworth on Unity Online Radio and is a faculty member of Unity Institute and Seminary. To learn more about Unity's meditation practices, visit us online at www.unity.org. You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. All right, we're back. We're talking about giving ourselves the gift of willingness for Valentine's Day this year so that we can be the love of our lives. Instead of looking outside of ourselves to get something, we're looking to be the true identity. So remember that the ego thought system is always a thought system of lack and limitation and, and it's always a belief in, I don't have, I need to get. Every ego thought is something like that. I don't have, I need to get. Something's wrong, it should be different, something's missing, something is lacking. And it's not true. It never will be true. And that's why the atonement is the realization that the separation never occurred, the full realization. So the antidote to all of our suffering is unity. It's oneness. It's wholeness. It's love. How do we get to that full realization? It's our willingness. And what are we willing to do? Place our trust in God instead of in our own opinions and judgments. So in this development of trust section, it talks about what do you value. So if I value my opinions and judgments, obviously I don't value the truth. If I value my spouse more than I value my divinity, if I'm trying to manipulate and control my children then I have no trust and faith. That What I value is my own opinion and judgment. And so what it talks about in the development of trust section is that you're going to go through these periods, period of undoing, period of sorting out, a period of relinquishment. So 
the first period of undoing is real is going through a period where it might seem that things are being taken away but it's actually for you to realize that they don't have value that you have made false idols of things that don't have value and it's really like this imagine that you've got a child who loves candy what kid doesn't love candy and they're making themselves sick with the candy if you love them you're going to take the candy away from them because they've lost their mind with the candy if they're making themselves sick on it and a lot of children will eat if given candy they will eat until they make themselves sick on it until they learn oh I'm making myself sick on it so if you love them as a caregiver what are you gonna do you're gonna take it away from them so that's the period of undoing it, it can seem as if things are being taken away but it's and it's rarely understood initially that what's happening is you're being given an opportunity to recognize that these things are things that you're hurting yourself with you're hurting yourself with that relationship where you're idolizing your uh, lover your friend your dog whatever it is you're idolizing them you're worshiping them false idols so it's hard to believe that when you know a loved one dies and you've idolized that person and now they're gone or you've idolized that job and now you're fired you've idolized that house and now you're bankrupt and foreclosed it's hard to understand that actually these things were things that you were using to hurt yourself that's very challenging there's no question about it but this is where the healing and we can heal ourselves so the next there's a period of sorting out sorting out so here's where you begin to develop discernment to recognize what's helpful and what's not helpful that's what's really valuable is what's helping you to wake up to know the truth to trust and have faith now, in that period of sorting out, as it says in the development of trust section in the Manual for Teachers, it says that this is a difficult period for most people. And you will go through a period, most of us will go through it, where you are recognizing that many of the things that you have valued actually were hindering your ability to be a great learner and a great discerner so you're sorting things out you're beginning to get a real clue and then the next stage is called the period of relinquishment and what happens here is you are beginning to have a greater understanding of what is truly value valuable and to desire only that so we begin to have more awareness more discernment about what is truly helpful and valuable and that is love peace harmony truth compassion patience kindness wisdom divine grace and in order to have this expansive learning unfold in your mind the remembering of the truth you must of your own free will now 
give up that which no longer serves you. So this is a period where we find ourselves clinging to things that no longer serve us. Probably many of us are in that position now. I was in that position for a long time and I still see parts of it coming up into my awareness and I'm grateful that I can unhook those attachments. So you start to realize, oh, I can give this up and I thought it was going to be, I was going to be miserable. Now remember, we don't have to give up, like if you love popcorn but you've made yourself sick on it in the past, you don't have to give up popcorn. That was something that I did. I would eat popcorn until I felt sick. I would gorge myself on it, you know, just self-medicating. I didn't have to give up popcorn even though I had addictive compulsive behavior around popcorn. I didn't have to give up popcorn. I can still enjoy popcorn. I gave up the attachment to popcorn as a form of self-medication. How did I do that? Through my willingness to place my trust and faith in God. So these are some of the key pieces that we move through. We move through this development of trust. So if you have something in your hand and you're hurting yourself with it, But that's where your learning is. The higher self, the holy self, the Holy Spirit, Jesus cannot take it from you. Unless you have some willingness. And then if you have a little bit of willingness, but you're still very reluctant, it might seem like things are being taken away from you. But it's really giving you the opportunity to focus on do I need this do I have to have it am I going to try to replace it am I going to chase the things of this world does my happiness depend on the things of this world what's really going on here so when there is a sense of loss it's because we have an ego attachment to something and we also have some modicum of willingness to know the truth So this is why we can actually say it's all good in God's neighborhood. That it's not all fun, it's not all playful and happy and likable, but it's all good in the sense that everything works together for our good. And this is challenging to know. You have to be willing to believe it before you can remember it. And then once you remember it, all heaven breaks out in your life. So this is why if you feel that you're resistant and reluctant, like I was saying at the beginning, that's actually a really healthy, good sign that you're moving into trust. You're moving in that direction. So do everything you can. This is what I like to share and teach, and this is what we focus on in Masterful Living, my year-long class, and you can still join us now. Uh, we focus on developing the trust, to the willingness to see the truth and to identify our false beliefs, our opinions, our judgments, and to relinquish them. And that's what true forgiveness is. The Course of Miracles is a teaching about forgiveness. What is true forgiveness but 
a relinquishment of judgment. If you don't judge in the first place, there's nothing to forgive. The only reason why it appears as though there is something to forgive is because you are trusting in your own judgments and your own opinions. And when you relinquish them, then you will have the peace of God. Because it's already there. Like the light of the sun is there behind the clouds. The clouds are your judgments. So if you're tired of a rainy, stormy, wet, muddy existence, be willing to value the sun behind the clouds. The clouds are your judgments. The sun is your true identity. It's your true nature. It is the truth. So we're going to go through these periods of relinquishing that which no longer serves us. Period of undoing, period of sorting out, period of relinquishment, a period of settling down. So we're moving through these different stages, and you can identify where you are. I think that reading the trust section again and again and again is really helpful. Very helpful. It was very encouraging for me to begin to recognize where I was. All right. So, boy, this goes by so quickly, doesn't it? Wow. Amazing. So I'm inviting you to check out my workshop on Saturday, Manifest from the Heart. You'll get all the downloads, the transcripts, the worksheets, and everything. And it's online, on the phone, Saturday morning. This week, the, uh, what is that, the 16th, I believe it is, and Masterful Living, you can still join us in Masterful Living. Lots of things at my website, lots of free stuff. And remember, too, then you can get the entire archive of this radio show, all the episodes with all the different guests, Ken Wapnick, Gary Renard, David Hoffmeister, John Mundy, on and on, uh, Rhonda Britton, Regina Don Akers, Tammy Keeves, they're all available in the archive for free. Search for me at iTunes and you will find them or right here on the unity.fm site. So let's place our hand on our heart and be grateful and thankful that we can change our minds. Let us be grateful and thankful that we can recognize the truth that sets us free. And we take this holy breath Right now, and in grace and in gratitude, we are truly allowing ourselves to have a healing, to expand into a full awareness of our magnificence. So grateful and so thankful for our healing. Cultivating the willingness, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Woo! Have a great week, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you. And, hey, you know, I've got my daily prayer, my daily blog. You can sign up for them at jenniferhadley.com. I always love to send those prayers out to you every day. Have a blessed, blessed week.